The Thriving Over Surviving podcast is for informational and inspirational purposes and not meant to be medical advice. Please consult your physician for any medical issues you may be facing. The opinions expressed by guests and advertisers are their own and not necessarily the opinions of the Thriving Over Surviving podcast. Pre-COVID, I would see optic neuritis maybe one or two cases a week, but recently I've seen this huge spike in cases. As I ask my patients, what's going on in your lives? I'm finding that many of them have recently had COVID infection and or been vaccinated. So I think this is something that's evolving. We're just learning about this link between COVID or the COVID vaccine and optic neuritis. And also I'm seeing a lot of optic neuritis in demographics that we normally wouldn't see it in. Normally it's young, healthy people, usually in our 20s to 40s, but now I'm seeing more cases of older people with optic neuritis related to COVID in their 60s, even in their 70s. So there is a lot that we still need to learn about this connection. Welcome to another episode of the Thriving Over Surviving podcast, where we discuss the ups and downs of our autoimmune diagnoses, but ultimately how we thrive in spite of it. I'm your host, Edie Sohesian. I was diagnosed in 2015 with multiple sclerosis. I've learned a lot about MS and myself over the past few years, but the most important thing I realize is that I am going to live my best life. When I say optic neuritis, what comes to mind? For me, it's fear. On today's show, Dr. Bannock, who is an internationally known ophthalmologist, manages a wide spectrum of conditions affecting vision, as well as complex conditions between the eye and the brain. She combines traditional medical and surgical treatments, and this is why I love her. She combines those treatments for the eye with natural and lifestyle approaches for a more integrated, holistic approach to vision and brain health. So I'm so excited to have her on the show. Welcome. Thank you so much. I did not present with optic neuritis. I presented with numbness throughout my body. And so I'm not really versed in what that's all about. So could you share with us what optic neuritis is? Yeah, absolutely. So optic neuritis, as you mentioned earlier, it is quite scary because people lose vision. And normally the people who lose vision are young, healthy people who don't have other medical conditions. And all of a sudden they wake up with pain, vision loss. So what it is, is basically the optic nerve is what connects the eye to the brain. And it carries all the information from the eye all the way back to the visual cortex. And the nerve is in the eye socket and it has a covering around it. And so in optic neuritis, the nerve itself has inflammation and we call it specific type of inflammation called demyelination. Mm. And so when the nerve gets demyelinated, it doesn't work properly. So people lose vision, they lose central vision, they can lose their peripheral vision, they can lose their color vision. And then there's also pain associated because the nerve sheath is around the nerve, but when the nerve tries to move within that sheath, there's pain. So you know, as soon as it kind of tugs or puts traction, people experience a deep kind of a boring pain. And again, it's quite scary. Usually it happens in one eye, but sometimes it actually happens in both eyes at the same time, which is even more frightening. So certainly, you know, if if you've had this or if you've experienced any symptoms like this, you definitely should get it checked out by an eye doctor. 
preferably an ophthalmologist. If you can find a neuro-ophthalmologist, that's even better. And get the right diagnosis because early treatment is key. So I heard a story about, it's like a friend of a friend situation. And his sister has multiple sclerosis. And she was driving one day and all of a sudden she lost eyesight in both of her eyes. So can it be like a sudden thing or is it more of an onset progression? It really is sudden in most cases. Sometimes it's, you know, within a few hours, but usually it's within a day or two people start to lose vision. And usually it starts with a little kind of a dull ache behind the eye, like something's not quite right, or maybe like a smudge in someone's vision where they think, oh, maybe my glasses are dirty or my contacts are just not sitting properly. And they realize it's more than that. And so it's really that combination of two things, the pain, the discomfort, plus the vision loss. And yes, it can be pretty rapid in its onset. And you know, I have patients who by the time, you know, maybe they had started having symptoms one day ago, by the time they actually come to see me, they're not even able to read the eye chart. So it can progress very quickly. And I'm, I'm really glad you brought up multiple sclerosis. So multiple sclerosis is one of the causes of optic neuritis, but it's not the only one. Sometimes it just happens. We don't have a real reason for it. And we, you know, we, we think that maybe it's some kind of a viral infection that may precipitate the optic neuritis. Sometimes it's other autoimmune conditions. So multiple sclerosis is not the only autoimmune condition in which there can be optic neuritis. There is a more severe, more aggressive condition called neuromyelitis optica spectrum disorder, NMOSD, that is also associated with optic neuritis. And then there's a, a new, kind of an up and coming disorder that we're just learning about called MOG, myelin oligodendrocyte glycoprotein associated disease. So that can also cause optic neuritis. So if you have optic neuritis, it's not that, oh, I have MS, that's not the case. Definitely you need to have some other tests done to figure out really what's causing it. Wow. Okay. I've learned so much in the last few minutes. I'm wondering, because you talked about how it presents a bit, how do we treat this? Yeah. So in the initial stage, there's a couple of options for treatment. So if it's normal optic neuritis, meaning either a viral or MS related, mm -hmm. the, the truth is ultimately it will get better on its own. Okay. Mm. But it can take a while. It, you know, it can take, and I tell my patients this, it can take six months to one year untreated to recover. So that's a long time to not have good vision. But we know from multiple studies, particularly there's a landmark study called the Optic Neuritis Treatment Trial that was done back in the late 80s. We know from that study that if we treat quickly with steroids, meaning IV steroids, they get better much faster. And I can tell you from years and years of seeing optic neuritis patients, the people who get steroids, they're better within a week or two versus waiting six months to a year for things to get better. Their pain improves, their vision starts to improve. And yes, it can still take a few weeks to a month or two to really get better, but people have an ultimately a, like a good prognosis. But then there are the other types of optic neuritis, like I'd mentioned, NMO optic neuritis or anti-MOG optic neuritis. And these are really different types of entities and they're much more aggressive and we really do need to treat those people because if we don't treat them with steroids, they're not gonna do well, and they're gonna end up with permanent vision problems. So it really is, again, important to work with a provider who can help you distinguish what type of optic neuritis it is, and then get that treatment started quickly. But then there's the natural holistic aspect of this, right? So, you know, the traditional medical teachings show us that, okay, steroids work, they are important in the early course of disease, but long-term, there's so many other things people can do to prevent relapses, to prevent the other eye from getting affected, to calm down their immune system, to calm down their brain, reduce inflammation. So there's a lot people can do.
Wow. Okay. Well, I'm glad to hear that. There are some options in there because I know some people don't like to do the steroids because they get side effects from that and they just don't want to put up with it. But, you know, for me, I think that that's the best course of action because I, like I said, it's a fearful thing. Now, how do we avoid getting it again and reoccurring? From an integrative standpoint, meaning again from like a holistic standpoint, mm-hmm. there are certain triggers for optic neuritis. And I would say the number one trigger, I would say number one, two, and three are stress. I can't emphasize this enough. When people are stressed, whether it's something going on in their home, in their workplace, deadlines, their overall health is not good. When they are stressed, their defenses are down, they are more prone to having a relapse. And I've seen this time and time and time again. My patients with MS, my patients with NMO, other autoimmune diseases, whenever they're stressed, things will flare up. And I have this one particular patient I can think of, this young woman, she's in her early 30s, who Every time, you know, she has a lot of issues in her family and there's always things going on in her family and she has two special needs children. Whenever she's under a lot of stress, guaranteed she'll have optic neuritis, she's had over seven episodes in the past 10 years. Seven episodes. And when I, you know, I talked to her about this, she's like, you know, Dr. Bannock, I know when I am doing better with my stress, you know, when I'm doing more meditation, when I'm taking care of myself, when I'm getting more sleep, when I'm eating better, I do better and I have longer periods when I don't flare up. But as soon as, you know, something triggers me, it will flare up. So that's important. Sleep is so critical. Our bodies need to rest and having a regular sleep pattern. So, you know, whether you need six hours a night or seven hours a night or nine hours a night, it's depending on your, your individual kind of circadian rhythms, etc. But you should feel, wake when you wake up, you should feel refreshed. If you don't feel refreshed, you're not getting enough sleep. So find a sleep pattern that works for you. And I usually tell people, you know, if you're prone to autoimmune disease, try to establish a sleep schedule so you're going to bed at the same same time every night and waking up at the same time every morning. That way your body has some regularity to it and try to just stick with that even though you may be on vacation, maybe it's a weekend, maybe you're in a different time zone, just try to stick with that. And of course nutrition, and we can talk so much about nutrition, but um, but I just want to, I don't want to throw too much out there, so I'll just stop right there. Yeah, let's save that for another episode. So the sleep thing is interesting. I have sleep apnea. And lately, since my thyroid has been having issues, my sleep patterns have been a mess. And it is impacting my my daily routines and so on and so forth. So I can see how that could be completely related. And the stress factor. Okay. So when I first presented with my MS symptoms, I know this is not the optic neuritis, but I was under enormous amounts of stress for that year prior and it's a factor for me there are so many different stressors you know there are stressors in your home neighbors uh, just walking on the street just getting to work you know just commuting and the traffic and the noise and it, it can really get to people so you know what i tell my patients is yes you know we live in a stressful world and then there's of course the added stress of what's going now with the pandemic mm-hmm. you know you just have to find ways to relax and take time for yourself and whether that's doing a short meditation in the morning when you wake up or in the evening you know five minutes at the least or or if you can do 10 minutes or longer that's even better getting some movement in your life 
you know, just, you know, I don't like to say exercise because sometimes the word exercise, it really is intimidating for some people, but movement, just even walking or stretching or doing chair yoga, you know, deep breathing, like there's so many different ways to de-stress. And so particularly for people who are living in, you know, city environments who, you know, there's an added level of stress, find ways that will help you relax. And for some people, it's things like music, you know, just maybe on the on the ride to work, listening to music. It can be so calming or listening to a podcast, you know, just finding outlets and then socially, just spending time with people. So many ways to de-stress. Thank you so much for being with us today, Dr. Bannock. We will have you back for a future episode. So we're all looking forward to that, I'm sure. Um, where can we find you if we want to get some more information about not just optic neuritis, but any of the neurological conditions that you treat? I have lots of social media uh, content out there. I'm on Instagram at dr.ronniebannock. I have two Facebook groups. I have one, it's called Envision Health. It's on eye health and lifestyle, diet, etc. So feel free to join that. I also have one on migraines. So if any of your listeners suffer from migraines, it's called Eye on Migraines. Thank you so much again. Um, We'll see you soon. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Thriving Over Surviving podcast. If you would like to join our growing community of thrivers, there are a lot of ways to do so. Visit the website at thrivingoversurvivingpodcast.com. There you'll find links to all our social media, my blog, and lots more. See you next time when we chat it up with another autoimmune warrior on the Thriving Over Surviving podcast. Keep thriving.